We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Welcome to Business Matters presented by Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello. I'm a Chief Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Today, we welcome Carl Reddick to Business Matters. Carl, thanks for joining me this morning. Awesome. Thanks for having me. No problem. So Carl, is a, if I, hope this, I got this right, Senior Financial Advisor at Valley First, is that correct? I get, uh, wealth Advisor, actually, yes. Wealth Advisor, okay. Wealth Advisor at Valley First. Um, so what we're going to talk about, I know that over the last few years, some traditional uh, products, investing products like GIC have kind of taken a backseat to, due to low interest rates. And and as rates started to climb now, those products are starting to maybe a viable option for some investors. So we, I think we want to just talk about that, how we can integrate that into our investment plan and what all the, all the terminology means uh, within that space. So, for sure. so let's get started. So before we jump in, I'd love to learn just a little bit about yourself, Carl, is um, how did you get into the investing career? Like, how did you get into this role? What brought you to this path? Yeah, well, I've been in been in banking for around 12 years now and uh, started off actually in the lower mainland, but uh, always sort of uh, found sort of math as kind of one of my strong suits and the financial services sector kind of uh, is well, well geared for that. So uh, in my time, uh, I moved to Kamloops fairly recently, actually, but previously uh, at the other, you know, I was working in the lower mainland, uh, kind of found a passion for investments as I was working my way uh, through there. And uh, yeah, it's brought me to, uh, to where I'm at now here at Valley First. So how long have you been at Valley First? A little over a year. Moved up to Kamloops in uh, April last year. Okay. And then, so what's your role entail? Like what's your, what's your day-to-day -day look like? How do you work with your members? What's your role look like? Yeah, so it's really sort of a holistic sort of financial planning role where we're looking at uh, basically the full spectrum of somebody's finances. Um, my role specifically is is definitely geared more towards the planning side in terms of the investments, retirement planning, those sorts of things. Uh, but we will, of course, help uh, members who have uh, lending needs and those sorts of inquiries as well. Uh, so yeah, it kind of captures the the whole spectrum, but but certainly more of a focus on the investment and sort of long-term planning side of things. And what, what attracted you to maybe the Thompson Okanagan or, and or Valley first, like what brought you over there? Yeah, it was a variety of factors. Uh, if I'm honest, uh, the biggest factor was probably the real estate market, which uh, is probably no surprise to a lot of folks. Um, <laughs> being in the lower mainland with, uh, you know, a growing family, it's difficult to, uh, to afford, afford a place to live there. And so we I made the decision last year to, to look at Kamloops as an area uh, being more affordable. Of course, we already had some family living up here. And uh, the credit union I was working at before, Coast Capital Savings, didn't have any branches here uh, in Kamloops. And so it was natural for me to look for uh, a new place uh, to call home. And uh, Valley First has been a, a great fit. Uh, definitely wanted to stay in the credit union system. I really have affinity for the, the credit union sort of approach and, uh, and mindset. So yeah, it was good. Have you worked traditional bank side or always credit union? I've always been at the credit union right out of uh, university. Yeah, I applied at a bunch of financial institutions and uh the the ones that got back to me were all credit unions so uh, yeah <laughs> awesome. it's, it's been good i've really enjoyed it 
Excellent. So let's talk about um, the topic at hand. So uh, why are we hearing more right today, more about high interest rate savings accounts and GICs than we have over the last couple of years? Well, I mean, there's there's a number of reasons, but uh, I think the big the big two factors are, uh, you know, interest rates now are the highest we've seen since the financial crisis in 2008, 2009. Uh, and so naturally, when things are, are higher in that front, it becomes much more of a an interesting and attractive option to consider for, for savings and investments. Uh, but also this year in particular, we've seen uh, a lot of volatility and red ink on investment statements. And so when those things happen, uh, investors will look to, you know, more safer traditional guaranteed investment options to, uh, you know, try to avoid some of the, the volatility and negative things that we're seeing in the market. And I, I mentioned too, high, high interest savings account and GICs, but um, I'm sure there's other options. So is there, you know, what other options could we look at and, in, in, you know, maybe for people that don't understand even, you know, what a high interest savings account is compared to GC. Can you explain a little bit about the differences between the product? For sure, for sure. So, so a high interest savings account, most financial institutions will offer uh, something where you maybe get a bit of a better interest rate on that savings account compared to other savings accounts they may have available. Uh, that higher interest rate may come with uh, some some restrictions around the number of withdrawals you can do in a month without paying any service fees, that sort of thing. Right. Uh, but generally, it's going to be a better uh, interest rate than a traditional savings account would be. And you still have the, the complete flexibility of accessing them anywhere, whenever you need to. It's it's not tied up or locked in uh, for any period of time. Right. Uh, there can be promotional rates that are available for short periods of time where you would have to keep money on deposit in that savings account. Right. But, right. Generally speaking, uh, it's it's you know 100% flexible in terms of your access there. Um, GICs, uh, kind of an acronym for for Guaranteed Investment Certificate, uh, is a, sort of a separate account where you're depositing money. And you're going to let it sit there for uh, a certain period of time. Could be a year, could be six months, could be a number of years. Uh, generally speaking, GICs are investments where uh, you're parking it and giving up your access to it for mm. a higher interest rate than a savings account would offer. Got it. Um, and and within the GIC uh, realm, there's uh, right. options there where it is locked in, or you can also have cashable GICs where you're not tied to keep it in there for a specific period of time. Got it. So, is it strictly because of the interest rates that we're hearing more about this right now, these products right now, or is there is there you know is there other reasons why maybe your people might in put GICs a high, let's say GICs into their investment portfolio? Uh, well, I would say, again, those, those two factors of, uh, again, you know, relatively speaking, high interest rates compared to the last number of years and the volatility in the stock market are probably driving uh, most of the interest in, in right. GICs at the present time. Um, GICs in, in the general sort of investment context are, are, are more short term investments. When we think about okay. someone's retirement picture, for example, they may have 15, 20 plus years right. ahead of them before they're going to retire. Yeah. Uh, a GIC is, is designed more to, to meet more shorter term goals and needs because uh, one of the things that uh, we don't often realize is that the rate of return we're seeing on our GIC is often uh, very close or sometimes below the inflation rate that's happening mm. over the course of time. And so if, if we use GICs as a long-term investment strategy, uh, we can, you know, run the risk of not being able to keep pace with the, the inflation increases over the course of time and actually, you know, fall behind, uh, perhaps. So you, you mentioned sort of 
um, you know, money being quote unquote locked in length of time? Is it, what are other benefits of each of the products? Like if you had to list, so what's the benefits of the high interest savings accounts and GIC, what would you say over and above the, the two options that I just said or two things I just said? Yeah, so so for again for savings accounts, flexibility is is the main thing that you're looking for there. So if you have uh, a goal that's relatively short term, uh, that's sort of what you're wanting to do is, right. is make sure you have access to those funds. Also for emergency savings, which is you know a critical part of everybody's picture, uh, having access to that very quickly and easily is important. So a savings account, or perhaps a cashable GIC right. uh, would fit the need there. Um, uh, a longer term GIC, again, you're getting a bit of a better interest rate there. So, so that's sort of the main thing you're shooting for is perhaps a bit uh, higher rate of return. And uh, if you're really sort of, the whole sort of idea revolves around what is the goal for those savings? Right. Um, and so if, if the goal is uh, slightly longer term in nature, you know, two, three, four years, um, and you don't want to risk any, any chance of that money being worth less than what you started with, Right. During that relatively short period of time, you know, you're going to go with that um, perhaps longer term GIC. You're giving up access, of course, it is locked in. And, and that's some, sometimes something that uh, is overlooked uh, because, you know, circumstances change year one year to the next. And perhaps you maybe need that money sooner than you anticipated. And uh, it's not always easy to gain access to those funds if it's uh, not a financial hardship situation. Right. Right. And and so uh, you can still borrow against those GICs to get access to them. So there is some some flexibility there. Um, but but again, the, the main thing is, you know, benefits wise, uh, short term flexibility and, and accessibility with the savings account. Uh, not as much flexibility with a GIC that's longer term and locked in, but you get a better interest rate uh, as a result. Interesting. And who who would you say when we speak specifically on GICs like who's the individual that's suited for a GSE? And I'm curious as well, is it, can, is it just individual or can businesses get like whole GICs as well? Certainly. Yeah. Businesses definitely hold GICs and a lot of businesses uh, do utilize GICs as a tool to uh, get their capital working for them in the short term before it's needed for a new project. Um, right. And so, yeah, we see a lot of businesses not necessarily looking at longer term GICs, but you know, somewhere in the one year or, or the cashable area, uh, to again, just make sure their savings aren't just sitting idle uh, for them. Uh, generally speaking, though, uh, a GIC would be appropriate for someone, again, who's got a short-term time horizon in terms of what their objective is. Uh, and that could be anybody, you know, in sort of uh, the life cycle. It could be a young person who's looking to save up or, or have a down payment to work a little bit harder, harder for them while they're waiting to buy a house. Right. Uh, it could be a retired person who, um, you know, has done, done well over the years and maybe doesn't need to have... Uh, the same level of growth that uh, a mutual fund or, or a market-based investment provide, they, they can meet their goals by having a, a GIC type product. Interesting. And I know we can't tell the future, but there's some vol there's some uncertainty, I'll say, in sort of the interest rates, what's coming. Is it a hike? Is it not? Anything we can do to prepare? Like, what, what are you suggesting? I know, you know, everyone's in, I get it. Like, everyone's going to be different. I think that's the beauty of working with a team like, you know, Valley First is that you're able to come in and you, you guys will look at the overall picture. But in general, what are some things maybe people should be thinking about as there's really uncertainty happening right now in the markets? Yeah, well, I think it's really important uh, on an annual basis, regardless of what's happening uh, in the markets, to be reviewing your plan, reviewing your goals, making sure the things that you're doing are, are you know getting you further along the path to what you want to accomplish 
Um, I would say, you know, looking forward, it's, it's really difficult, like you mentioned, to sort of predict exactly what's going to happen. It seems like there probably will be some additional interest rate hikes to come uh, throughout the fall and possibly early into the new year here. Um, and so uh, a lot of times, you know, we can get, um, you know, focused on trying to time when the best uh, entry point is or sort of, you know, waiting for something to happen to make a decision. And we can often uh, miss out or, or sort of miss opportunities if we wait too long to do whatever it is that we're sort of thinking about. And so I would say the biggest thing is, is to really sort of know what your, your goals are and be consistent with your approach. So, you know, put little bits of savings away on a regular basis as opposed to trying to, um, you know, time when the best point would right. be to, to invest in a GIC or that sort of thing. Um, you know, focusing on, you know, maintaining a, a steady approach uh, often works out the best in the long run for many people. Interesting. Um, I do have a few more questions, but we have some time. So we're going to, we're going to do, would you rather? So we're going to, I'm going to ask you 10 questions. Um, just, they're just fun kind of get to know you a little bit more and then we'll, we'll wrap up with a couple more questions that, are, um, specifically around the topic. So, um, would you rather read the book or watch the movie? Oh, that's a tough one. I think watch the movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, would you rather be an extra in an Oscar-winning movie or the lead in a box office bomb? Uh, I'd rather be the extra. Okay. Would you rather sing in, or dance in front of your coworkers? Uh, probably dance. Singing is not so good for me. <laughs> I thought we were going to have a karaoke party here. Um, <laughs> would you rather lounge by the pool or on a beach? Uh, on a beach. Okay. Would you rather someone see all the photos on your phone or read all your text messages? uh probably photos i would say okay. yeah okay uh would you rather have a pause or rewind button in your life uh probably a pause button okay would you rather be the funniest person in a room or the smartest person in a room oh that's a good one uh i'd probably go for the smartest but but funny's Funny and smart is, is, is usually a good way to both. go too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm choosing both. Um, would you, if it's Friday night, would you rather go out for fine dining or go out for dinner or stay in and order pizza? Uh, probably staying with the kids and my wife and order pizza. Nice. Um, would you rather a cake or ice cream for dessert? What are you choosing? Ice cream, especially right now with the weather being so hot. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and last time, would you rather only be able to use a fork and no spoon? or only a spoon or no fork for the rest of your life? Uh, I'm, I'm probably more of a spoon guy, I think. Yeah, I, whenever whenever we go hiking, I've got a spork, so it kind of fits there both, you go. But, but it's much more of a spoon than it is a fork, so. I haven't heard that in a long time, spork, that's a great. I, it's funny because I asked that, that, that's the one question that I ask absolutely everybody, and I'm curious to tabulate them at the end, but I, I, I feel like the spoon is winning. I feel like if I kind of rack my brain, the spoon's winning, so interesting. My, thinks all, my thinking's opposite is that anything I can eat with a spoon, I could probably drink it, so I'll take a fork, but who knows? Yeah. So, awesome. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Couple, couple more questions before we wrap up here. Um, what advice can you give people that are considering maybe to select, you know, maybe integrate these products into their investment strategy? What are some, you know, what are some, uh, you know, yeah, tips or advice that you can give us? Yeah. So again, kind of circling back to to the goals based discussions. You know, if if a GIC investment is going to to satisfy the you know, rate of return that you need to accomplish whatever it is you're going to accomplish, or if it's providing the 
uh, safety that you're looking for in terms of uh, those savings, then that would definitely be you know a good option to consider. But uh, again, I think uh, a lot of Canadians are, are in a similar boat where we don't have enough saved for our longer term goals, retirement being the big one. And if we don't have enough saved and we're investing in a GIC that is not allowing us to grow beyond the inflation rate on an annual basis, then it becomes you know, uh, tricky to, to achieve the retirement goals that we all have. So um, again, GICs certainly have a, an important place in the overall spectrum, uh, but uh, you want to be careful about utilizing them uh, solely as your investment option, because uh, if, if they're not gonna give you the ability to reach your goals, you may have to adjust those goals or, 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 or do something different to, to achieve them. Yeah, and I think it's, you know what? I, what I got of this morning too is is that everyone's different. Everyone's got to, what your depend what your goals are and what you want to accomplish over the next three, five, 10, 20 years. And you know, sitting down with a wealth advisor like yourself and putting that plan together. And maybe there's an you know maybe GSTs fit in today, but maybe don't down the road or vice versa, right? So um, exactly, that, that's the beauty of sort of working with a, you know even the team at Valley First is that you can pull in other people. You talk about lending, talk about insurance. You can pull in sort of team members to help whatever the member is looking for, what their goals are. Totally. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's all about sort of structuring a plan that is is a fit for that specific member or that specific family and uh, working with them over the course of time to make sure things are on track and making adjustments along the way as necessary. Interesting. Um, so anyone's listening and maybe we didn't answer a question they might have. Um, what's the best way for someone to reach out to your you or your team? And if they have some questions, if, if, uh, uh, about maybe this topic? Certainly, yeah. I mean, my I've, uh, I've got a direct line here at the office. Uh, it's 250-571-5701. Uh, my email is kredick, K-R-E-D-D-I-C-K at valleyfirst.com. Those are probably the two best ways yeah. uh, to get a hold, get a hold of me. Uh, we also have uh, a member advice center that can be reached as well. Uh, I think the phone number for that should be on our website. Yeah. On our website as well, there's lots of information there that you could, that uh, folks can look at in terms of getting an initial idea about what sort of things are out there. And uh, you know, as they have additional questions, definitely reach out to us to, to answer those and, and chat about sort of what would be a fit for them. That's excellent. Well, Carl, thank you for taking the time and chatting this morning. I know that it's safe to say we're living in some interesting times. Um, and I think it's more important than ever that like you get advice, like, so try and you don't have to do this on your own, right? So you, you don't have to navigate the crazy waters on your own. And, and we don't know what's coming. Um, so that's the, you know, making sure everyone's working with someone like, you know, like yourself or someone, your team to make sure they have a proper plan together. That's, that's really the takeaway for me is like, just making sure you work with someone, you don't have to do it on your own because there's some uncertainty. Sometimes you don't know, right? You just don't know. Exactly. Yeah. It's like everything in life. If there's an area that you're not super familiar with or, or know a lot about, you go to somebody who knows a lot about that particular area and get their help and advice. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, an, an important thing to do for sure. Awesome. Well, Carl, thank you so much for taking the time to join uh, us this morning. And uh, hopefully people got some valuable information. If not, they can reach out directly to you if there's some unanswered questions as well. So for sure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Awesome. Uh, and everyone else have a great rest of your day. And thank you for tuning into Business Matters. Thanks, Carl. Thanks to you. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. 
Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive.